Welcome back to No Sugar Coating. I'm your host, Jerry Dale. Um, today, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Um, we have Dr. David Cole, the professor of the historical theology and liaison for the ecumenical relations at the King's University. He's also a liaison to the greater Christian community for the Pentecostal charismatic churches of North America. He is ordained minister with open Bible churches. He and his wife, Julie, have been married for 40 years and they enjoy four adult children and eight grandchildren. Everybody, please help me welcome Dr. David Cole. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here, sir. Sure. Um, so we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Um, but first, let me ask you, what is ecumenical? <laughs> <laughs> ecumenical is uh, a word describing an approach to the Christian life that um, builds bridges of relationship with other Christians. Oh. So if I'm ecumenical, that's sort of the opposite of me being sectarian or isolationist. In other words, if I'm an ecumenical Christian and I'm a Baptist, then I want to be a good friend to the Methodists or to the Catholics or to the Pentecostals. If um, I'm ecumenical, I'm building bridges of relationship and reconciliation and unity with people who also call themselves Christians. Okay, so with other layman's terms, so with other denominations, you are a friend of everybody, so to speak. Yeah, and um, the idea is that Jesus loves all of us. He saves all of us. We're different from each other, but if I want to follow the Lord and you want to follow the Lord, we ought to act like brothers and sisters in Christ, even if we go to different churches or grew up in a different denomination from each other. Mm, see, I like that. I yeah. think that is, um, that's healthy, mm. but I didn't always believe that. Mm -hmm. um, I always yeah. thought that there was only, <laughs> I was the only one going to, uh, to heaven. Sure. Right? Um, so, and I think, and that's what helps us, right, with the Holy Spirit. And that's why we wanted to talk about um, the Holy Spirit today is, I think it, the Holy Spirit unites us all. And so some of the questions that, um, people have asked is what is the Holy Spirit um, or who is the Holy Spirit? And so we got Dr. Cole here and we're going to explain that to you. <laughs> well, these are deep questions, but uh, we're going to dive in. The Holy Spirit is God. And as Christians, we talk about the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is this spiritual aspect of who God is, who lives within us when we come to Christ. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was given to the church after Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, and eventually ascended to heaven. So where's Jesus? Jesus is in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Right. And where's the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit's with us and in us. So the Holy Spirit is the one that was sent to us by the Father and Jesus to guide us through day-to-day -day Christian life. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit points us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit reminds us of everything that Jesus tried to teach us when he was on earth. So when we come to Christ and receive him, then Scripture says that uh, we receive the Holy Spirit. So if I'm walking 
with Jesus and following Jesus, then I'm being led by the Holy Spirit in my day-to-day life. And what's important about that is that that's true of all of us who follow Jesus. So if you're being led by the Holy Spirit and I'm being led by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is reminding us of the things that are really important to Jesus, then as you get closer to the Lord and I get closer to the Lord, hmm, we're starting to get closer to each other in the process. So in that sense, the Holy Spirit is a really important aspect of whether or not we bother to live in unity with each other as followers of Jesus. Wow, that's a, that's interesting and that's good. Um, so even, doesn't matter, I guess, what my doctrine is, right? So if I'm Pentecostal or Charismatic or Methodist or Lutheran, Holy Spirit comes into all of us. Right. So so then why do we have so many different um, beliefs? And then why do people why do we not accept other denominations as if they're going? Why come? How come we don't unite? Like. So those are all such great questions, Jerry Dale. For one thing, you know, there is, according to the scriptures, one church. So. You know, one of the things that we struggle with here on earth is the fact that actually we look around and there's a church on every street corner and all the churches have a different label. So we've got thousands and thousands of churches and hundreds of denominations. And yet spiritually, theologically, biblically, there's only one church. So I belong to the church and you belong to the church. But we probably go to separate individual congregations someplace. So I think what ends up happening, you know, in our, in our mind, our, defini- our definition of the church gets a little bit distorted because if I were to ask you what's the church, what you might think is, well, the church is that place that I go to on the street corner near where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might say the same thing. But the church is the body of Christ. The church is the people of God. The church is the bride of Christ. The church is all of us who follow Jesus. And and so I think we have a picture of the church that's too small. Mm. And, And of course, another question is, who's in the church? Well, in a certain sense, anybody that goes to church is in the church. But people who are in the church, the Lord's church, are people who are are saved, who have received the Lord and who are following him and living for him on earth. So in that sense, uh, if I'm asking what's the church, I could also ask, what's a Christian? Who's a Christian? Right. Because I might feel free to not get very close to you if I don't think you're really a Christian. And I think that's part of the reason why we're so aloof from each other and so distant from each other as Christians from differing churches. Because we assume, well, I know I'm, I'm going to heaven because I'm going to the right church. I'm not going to that other church down the street that's not the right church. And so we sort of maybe prejudge each other without really knowing too much about each other. Mm. But a Christian is somebody who's following Jesus, who has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior according to the Scripture. And if you have said you're following Jesus then I should recognize you as my brother in Christ, 
even if we disagree on some other doctrines or some other statements, other interpretations of the Christian life or ways that we understand the scriptures different from one another. So we get to decide on what basis to treat each other with the dignity and respect that we're all due as fellow believers in Jesus Christ. And I think we've got all these different churches because we've, at various times, we've decided, well, because you believe this and I believe that, we're going to have nothing to do with each other. I mean, uh, we've got cancel culture today in the 21st century, but mm -hmm. cancel culture has been going on in the church for about 2,000 years. Because every time we disagree on a certain doctrine, we decide to no longer have fellowship with each other and we feel justified in it because um, uh, I've decided that what you believe on a certain issue is unacceptable. But Paul said in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that, sh when that which is perfect has come, uh, the imperfect will be done away with. And what Paul is saying is... Um, we all need the Holy Spirit to guide us because we're all human beings. We all sin. We all fall short. I don't know everything and neither do you. I'm trying to follow the Lord and I have good days and bad days. And I need grace from you as I show forth my humanity. But I need to show you the same grace that I want you to show me. Yeah. <clears throat> so as you were explaining that, I was thinking about my grandparents mm -hmm. and... Um, my grandma was Pentecostal and my grandpa was Baptist. And it's, I say that, but they actually slept in different rooms, yeah. right? But I believe that my grandma didn't think my grandpa was going to heaven, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Just because yeah. of the doctrine that yeah. some of the Baptists, I think like it was okay for them. And forgive me if I'm saying this wrong. <laughs> I think that they could smoke cigarettes was okay back in, so I'm talking 80s, right? Mm -hmm. 70s, 80s. It was okay for them to smoke cigarettes. Well. Pentecostal, my grandma, she didn't believe that. So there was that he might not be going because he's doing that. And so I think it came down to the to the doctrine. And I'm glad you spoke on that because the doctrines are different, right? From Methodist to, to so many different denominations. And I think that does keep us separate. It mm -hmm. keeps us apart. It's almost like with our um, with our ethnicities, right? We don't know about each other. We don't know those things. I know <clears throat> one of the things I learned this year was um, even with Catholics and how they're not actually technically worshiping Mary. They're using her as an intercessor mm -hmm. um, for Jesus. Well, I didn't growing up. I didn't know that. Sure. And so I thought Catholics, they really weren't going to heaven, right? Because they were praying to Mary yeah. versus using Mary as an intercessor. Mm -hmm. um, so speaking of that, can, can we minister together with other people, that have with other denominations that have different doctrines and and truly still be brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a great question. And I think first of all I would I would want to say I don't want to say that doctrines don't matter because they do. These are important. Uh, the way that we read the scriptures and study them and interpret them, uh, I have certain convictions and beliefs based on my understanding of scripture that are very important to me. And if I'm going to a church where nobody believes the way I do, I probably am not going to be very happy there. I'm going to find a church family where I'm, I'm really feeling like these are my people. And so we're going to have doctrinal conversations in which we agree to disagree. And there are really important doctrines 
that I think we need to have some agreement on about who Jesus is and uh, what salvation is, uh, who God is. These are really important questions. But there are other maybe questions of lesser importance where we can agree to disagree, but we should still be able to have relationship with each other and, and have fellowship with each other. So um, I think if we're in agreement on the essentials of the faith, we ought to find ways to do life together. Uh, if we're in disagreement on really key matters of the Christian faith, then we may love one another, we may pray for one another, we may find some things we can do with one another from time to time, uh, but those essentials on which we cannot find agreement probably keep us from having a really close <clears throat> relationship with each other. So I think wherever possible, we should reconcile, we should be in unity, but we should be honest enough to say, you know what, I love you, but you and I disagree on some really important things. I'd like to keep talking about that, but the closeness of our fellowship may be difficult because we're in disagreement on some pretty important stuff. Yeah, so, so how has the, the Holy Spirit come in with the things that we differ on, like I know the Holy Spirit's there and it's to guide us, right? Mm -hmm. So there should be things that we come closer on, mm -hmm. but can the things that we differ on keep us apart, even though we both have the Holy Spirit or should the Holy, or, or would or could the Holy Spirit bring us together regardless? And should we be able to see those differences go away or should we be able to be able to come together on those differences? You know, it depends on the nature of, of the kind of time we're spending together. We ought to all be able to open up the Bible and have Bible study together. doesn't mean we're going to agree on what somebody's teaching or on somebody's interpretation, but we all ought to be able to read the Bible together. We all ought to be able to pray together. We all ought to be able to sing and worship together. We ought to be able to pray the Lord's Prayer together. There are things that anybody can do together if they're followers of the Lord and they believe in the God of the Scriptures. Uh, there may be other things we can't do together. If, if a certain church practices communion or baptism or something else in a certain way and I don't do it that way, maybe, maybe there are certain things I really can't do with another set of Christians but there are a whole bunch of things that I can do with them. Maybe, maybe formally and theologically, we, we won't see eye to eye, and therefore maybe you won't attend my seminary or I won't attend yours. Right. Um, but we still ought to be able spiritually, relationally, uh, to connect with each other. The Holy Spirit can guide us into healthy relationships as all of, all of us follow the Lord, even though we're going to realize there are some limitations and we probably shouldn't force, we shouldn't force what I would call lowest common denominator Christianity. Hmm. In other words, uh, let's not just pretend we all get along if we don't. Uh, <laughs> right. Let's not whitewash everything as though everything's fine if it isn't. Um, but even in the midst of our honesty, where we know that um, culturally, Ethnically, doctrinally, gender-wise, age-wise, socioeconomically, 
we've got diversity. We've got differences. We should be really, really clear and honest about that. Um, and yet, even in the midst of that, the Holy Spirit can say, you know what, I can, uh, I can lead you all to the throne of God in worship and in beautiful fellowship, even in the midst of all of that diversity. Yeah, yeah, that would be <laughs> nice if we could all um, just do that mm -hmm. and, and be able to be one and be united. So, Dr. Cole, if unity is important for us, um, what are some things that we can do about unity um, and to be unified? It's a great question. You know, I was called to ministry decades ago, and I have been a pastor and a youth pastor and done different things. But along the way, I started getting this sense as, as the Holy Spirit would convict me that one of the things I'm called to do as a minister of the gospel is to work towards unity and reconciliation. If the Lord loves all of us, and if I love the Lord, I need to love all of us like the Lord loves all of us. Right. And over time, that has caused me to, to actually pursue unity in the body of Christ. So over at the college where I teach, I teach a course on Christian unity because I think the Bible says a lot about it, and I think our witness to the world requires us to actually be civil to one another and to work hard at getting along with one another. Because if, if unbelievers see Christians acting like they can't stand each other, that's not going to be very attractive to them as they wonder whether or not the Father loves them or whether they should believe that God actually sent Jesus to be their Savior. So working hard towards getting along with other believers is, is um, something that I've been doing for a long time. And I'm, I've actually been involved in theological dialogues between various church groups. I've been involved uh, in, in fellowships in which we try to bridge across racial and ethnic divides uh, to work towards unity and reconciliation in places where, where racism has been uh, a real issue. So um, uh, there are any number of places where Christians can choose to get along with each other better than we have in the past. I've been involved in conversations where men and women are getting along with each other better than they used to because there have been places in the church where women felt like they weren't being treated very well. So I look for places where uh, we can have conversations that might lead to healing and reconciliation and ultimately uh, some healing in the body of Christ. Yeah, so I can only imagine with, um, I mean, we talked a little bit about doctrines and denominations, mm -hmm. right? But you brought up an excellent point in your explanation, in your answer about um, ethnicities, mm -hmm. um, yeah. just being able to um, do that, right? It's just because yeah. I think part of that is the culture from your background, mm -hmm. right? How you were, how you're raised, even if you weren't raised in church, just in general, right. and then being able to, to overcome mm -hmm. some of that from your environment to where you yeah. lived and so yeah. forth, um, mm -hmm. being able to overcome that. So is that, is that, is that, is that hard to do um, even with the Holy Spirit? Everything's hard to do because it's our flesh fighting against our spirit every day of our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in my selfish nature, um, I'm not very loving towards people. If I yield 
to the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life, my, my heart gets softer, and I might uh, have eyes to see you differently. If I receive spiritual eyes to see you, then I can embrace you as my brother in Christ uh, and, and overcome whatever um, prejudice or racism or anything else might be in my past because I've allowed the Holy Spirit to melt my heart in a place like that. I, you mentioned uh, in your introduction to me the Pentecostal and Charismatic Churches of North America. I'm a part of that organization of churches, which its whole focus is on how can we see greater racial reconciliation between Christians of color and white Christians? Because that group of churches recognized that they were guilty of racist practices towards each other and they knew the Lord wasn't pleased with it. And they have gone through years of repentance and living out a way of doing the Christian life that actually honors and prefers people that are different than, than they are. And so that's, that's one of the things that I want to practice. I want to practice um, embracing people that are different than me because the Lord made all of us and that pleases Him. And I, I think we have blind spots. And if we keep our hearts soft, God will, will show us those blind spots and invite us to take steps of faith to overcome them. Okay. So, Dr. Cole... Um the Holy Spirit, um, what would you say to someone who is either searching and doesn't know for sure if they've received the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I think I think we can get some things um, confused with, you know, being saved and confessing and then being mm -hmm. baptized, yeah. you know, whether it's baptized with water or baptized yeah. with the Holy Spirit. I think yeah. sometimes we can get kind of um, confused on that. But just someone who's searching um, yeah. and or someone maybe who doesn't know they're searching yet. Yeah. Well, you know, Peter got up on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and he preached the gospel about Jesus. And people were convicted as they heard that message. And, and, and they said, um, what shall we do? And Peter just simply said to them, repent, be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So really that's all any of us needs to do uh, is open up to the Lord and by faith receive the Holy Spirit. And if you are saying, Lord, give me your Holy Spirit, I want more of you, uh, the Lord uh, has promised. Um, he loves to get good, give good gifts to his children uh, and he loves to give the Holy Spirit to his children. If anybody wants to receive the Holy Spirit, just ask and trust that the Father is going to pour out His Spirit on you and expect your life to begin to be different from day to day. And the Lord will lead you in ways you never thought possible. Good things are waiting for you as you receive by faith uh, a measure of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. All right. Well, Dr. Cole, I just want to thank you for coming. Um, thank you for being on No Sugar Coating as we have no sugar, um, all seasoning um, here today. And that's it. Um, that's it for this episode. Again, I just want to thank you for coming. Um, and that's a wrap. <laughs>